This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Good morning, Living Faith. That's the key, right? For some of you, if you may not know me, I'm Kathy Morris. I'm the pastor of the School of Word and Worship. And I've been a child of this house, had the privilege to be a child of this house for nearly 30 years. That's a long time. That's almost half of my life. Um, And this morning, I feel like God is speaking really loudly to us as a house. Um, He has been for quite a while, but I think there's a culmination happening now. I believe we're at a key time as a household in our history. And so what I want to share with you this morning, I'm going to share first um, a couple of visions. Sometimes people say, well, we don't have visions. Well, do you see things in your mind? If you see things in your mind, you're envisioning, and God would love to take over that space. So we'll talk about that a little bit too. But I want to share um, some that I had. Um, One was this past spring, early on, I was in worship here, and I saw a sunset. And... Then, and so I pondered that, but it, you know, I was like, I don't know exactly what you're saying in my heart, Father God. And then about a few weeks later, Pastor Barry graduated. Difficult time. Um, I was thinking, okay, I'm not sure what all of that means. You know, sometimes, and I think we need to be open to this, particularly living faith as a house of the word, be open to how God will adjust what you see, what you feel, um, because he's speaking all the time to us. He's speaking all the time. So a few weeks after his graduation, I was in worship again on a Sunday morning, and I saw an amazing sunrise, a huge sunrise. So I'm like, okay, God, he reminded me of the sunset that I saw and then this sunrise. And I said, you're clearly speaking to my heart. And for, you know, as a child of the house for the length of time that I've been here, I'm always open. If you're speaking to my heart, then you could be speaking to our heart as a household, because we're bound together, right? Family. We're linked in our calls. So I got with God, and I began to look at it. And so the other day when I was planning for today, he began to speak to me about the beauty, even when a sunset feels difficult, and then there feels like there's a darkness after it, that the plan is always that there would be another day, there would be a new day. And one of the things that um, God has been speaking to my heart for years is that it's important to live in the now, now faith is, because all of our nows are building our future. So there's not one day in the history of living faith that preceded that difficult time that wasn't building something quite spectacular. And when you have a household where there is 30 years from a father and a mother of the uncompromised truth of this word, something quite spectacular has been founded. And nothing of our past will go anywhere. It's actually feeding into where we're at now. So I want to encourage you because what I'd like to speak about today is the new birth. Be very cautious what you're listening to that's out there because there are subtleties in some Christians' lingo and and learning and teaching that militates against the things Jesus said to us. What Jesus says is very key for this day. 
for us as a household, what Jesus has said in scripture is very key for where we're going. Because in being born again, we are born from above. But what happens in being born from above is that once that moment, once that happening, that awakening comes, you've been released into quite a profound style of living. You've been released into an awareness now, a connection to the heavenly realm, a connection to Father God, whereby wherever you walk, whatever situation you have, you have access to the mindset of the living God. And he's chosen to be our father, so he he never brings condemnation. So this morning I encourage you as we look at this, it's very important living faith This is a message that you can teach in any church. You could teach it in a group of people that are unsaved because it would bring the realization. But as I speak to you this morning, I feel like God has been calling to our hearts through this living word and the teaching of this living word for a very long time. If you've linked your heart here, if you've even been here for five minutes, five weeks, five years, maybe 33 years, he's been calling our hearts and gathering us for something quite spectacular. I'm not placing us as a household above any other household, but I am speaking to us as a household. I am speaking from my heart to the hearts of my family members here because the father and mother of this house have built a foundation that is so strong that it can support something quite large. And some of it will affect and influence other churches in the area. Are you all with me? And the key is, you're part of it. You're not insignificant. So I want to look at our thinking, because what I had thought that I would call this was casual thinking can be dangerous. Pastor Gavin's been teaching for probably the whole time he teaches, because he's always aiming us at success, always saying, step out of your comfort zone, step, allow your mindset to be changed. And so casual thinking can be dangerous. But then on the way in this morning, um, my husband was driving, so I could just sort of get lost and think. And I heard the phrase, a meeting of the minds. And I believe that Father God, with houses like us, but I'm specifically speaking to us today, he would like there to be a major meeting of the minds. That we would truly turn our hearts and our mindsets over to God to affect thinking. Are you all with me? No condemnation today, right? We're learning and growing together. Okay. So I had those visions, and I thought about the new birth. We sometimes take a doctrine like that, and we just set it aside. Okay, now I'm born again. What next? What do I need to learn now? And I think that when we don't delve into really Father God... What is it about the new birth? What I did, that wasn't for me just to get a home in heaven. If we could really catch Father God's heartbeat, the new birth has to do with heaven finding its place in the earth. The heavenly realm, the heart of God, finding its place right here, right now. So I'm, I'm going to read something directly from my notes. There is a correlation between the regeneration at the new birth and the continual renewing of our minds by the Holy Spirit. Again, often we put aside um, something like the new birth. That's a gift. I'm so happy, Lord, now I'm saved. 
And we don't realize that once God saves, he continues to save. He saves every moment of every day. When we think crazy, he's there to help us capture our thoughts. When we're overwhelmed with what life stacks in front of us, he's right there. Often we don't understand, how do I receive this salvation? But as John was speaking last week, it's about intimacy with God. Sometimes even that, we're like, what does it mean, intimacy with God? All of it comes about, and he draws us and teaches us with this word. This is not a normal word. You are not normal people. You are supernatural people. I said in the first service, and it it actually shot out of me, but I captured a feeling when I said it. You are superhuman. You were never meant to be a mere human, a normal human, just a bound human, somebody that just walks the earth, and then once you get to heaven, everything gets cool. Living faith, we've been built for something. We haven't just been built to come to church and love this beautiful word. This beautiful word that we love has drawn our heart to love Father God, to love the intimacy that we can have with him through the Holy Spirit. And whether you understand it or not, there are happenings coming right now, even this very minute. God is adjusting mindsets. I think that's what's so gracious about him. And I want to read uh, from the message. I typed this up because I thought, I really, I think I want to, I didn't do it first service, but I want to read this because Many people come to church. Many people have life unfold, and they're like, really, Jesus? This isn't what I thought it would be like. Well, life on planet Earth is not unfolding the way he intended it. So he has quite remarkable of a plan. And he's setting up houses like ours where people are trained to be governed by his mindset, by his love, by his care. Matthew 28, or no, Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30 in the message says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? I'm going to add this. You might be just burned out on life. Come to me. This is Jesus. If you've got a red-letter Bible, this is red. Before I understood the whole full gospel lifestyle, sometimes I would grab my Bible and just go for the red. You know, when you feel desperate, grab the red. Jesus' voice always moves you. Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. The unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You see, some of the challenges we have in life are because our thinking is skewed. You can come to a church like this church every single Sunday. Never miss a Sunday. But what happens with your mind between services What happens with your mind when Monday unfolds, when life unfolds? You see, even, and I'm going to be gut-wrenchingly honest with you guys, because we're family, and we're in a move of God, and we are 
the move of God. We are his word that's going to show off his goodness in Northern Virginia. God comes and saves, as I said earlier, when I had that vision prior to Pastor Barry's graduation, I didn't realize God was coming to save me. God was planting seed, and he was preparing a conversation. I didn't get the whole thing at one time. But he sowed a seed, and he began to prepare my heart so that I would not lose hope. Come on, living faith. It's never his intention that we lose hope, ever. It's always his intention. And so I had to, and and I'm thankful that he has raised me here and taught me to store things that he says to me deep inside. John talked last week about face-to-face, continual face-to-face, two of his points. One was intimacy, and one was have one-on-one time all the time. But we have to learn, okay, how is he talking to me? He builds a language. And I believe right from the moment that you accept and awaken with the new birth, he's building a language. Do we go after it? Say no condemnation. But I am saying to you, living faith, do you go after the things that are coming to you from the word here? Because God doesn't require that we go to church. So we don't have to tick boxes. We're coming here for something far bigger than a Sunday morning ticking of a box. We're sowing our money into a household for far more than a bank account. There are people that don't yet know that God loves them, that don't yet know that Jesus saves, that Jesus continually saves. And so there's a house that a man and woman spend their entire lives planting and planting and planting and planting. So there's a correlation. First Peter one twenty three says that we are born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Incorruptible from the Greek sporos. Seeds are powerful. Natural seeds have the life of the thing you want right inside of them. If you plant an orange seed or a lemon seed, my son loves horticulture, loves plants. He brought some seeds, I think maybe illegally, back from France. (laughs) He travels. And he grew lemon trees from these seeds because he liked the lemons he had. He didn't get an apple tree. He got a lemon tree. And he was quite excited that it was a French lemon tree. (laughs) He got pretty specific. What are you doing, living faith, specifically? With the seeds. Even now, is something that I'm saying agitating you? Good. You're being moved by God. You're being stimulated by the living God, by the Holy Spirit. He's captivating your heart. Sometimes annoyances are how he draws us deeper in. So we're born again by that incorruptible seed. It's supernatural seed. I don't want to move from that because we need to understand. Once we've accepted that, you have now become the planting of God. You have now become a superhuman. You now are realizing I'm not normal anymore. 
There's something happening inside. Do we lean into it? I would say to you at this point in history, living faith, it's time to lean in. It's time to lean way in. We have a pastor that's not just telling us to come to church on Sundays. He's saying, build yourself a life out there. Build yourself a career. Do what makes you passionate. He's actually connecting us to what's happening inside. Because God's not just trying to make a bunch of Christians that that's their whole career. He wants the Christness to get into all the other career paths. I feel like. I don't know if I should even say it. God would like to drop a stick of dynamite in this place this morning because there are ones of you that have access into places that some of us that work here full time will never get. We will never get in there. You have people that know people who know people in very high places. Oh, I am. You see, and I've said this before in front of the church family, God did not rip a family up from 10,000 miles away to build another 7-Eleven church where you can get your coffee, you can get your snacks, you can get a pack of cigarettes. No, he built a church quite strategically for a purpose and intention that he's been trying to get happen in Northern Virginia for a very long time. I've been here my whole life and I've been in church a lot. And I've left church a lot. I'm being honest, guys. Why are you born of heaven? And what do you have in you that's born of heaven? Titus 3.5, I want to link to that. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Renewing of the Holy Spirit, the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit is something that speaks of a continual ongoing relationship, an ongoing encounter, not just something that happened. And now I don't have to be afraid that I'll go to hell anymore. No, it was meant to be an ongoing encounter whereby all the hellish thinking that keeps me captivated, keeps me shy, keeps me timid, ashamed, afraid, whatever it's annihilated. By the living word of the living God. You see, he's calling out to us even this morning. He was calling out to us last week in the ministry on worship. Because when the word of God comes, it turns the human heart toward God. That's worship. And that should, when we're gathered as a family, express musically. It should explode musically. We should be hard to shut up in those silent selahs in the midst of musical worship. We should say no condemnation because we're learning living faith. But now's the time. We're in the new day. We're in the sunrise. And what's ahead of us is huge and big and beautiful. And we get to go together. And we get to initiate all out all over the place in all areas of business, hospitals, Learning places, we get to walk in there knowing who we are. Live faith, live words, incorruptibly seated human beings. See, it's not a cocky thing. It's a privilege. But it is also a call, living faith. 
We sit Sunday after Sunday in the spirit movement of truth. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. That word renewing is anachionosis. It's a word that suggests, take a deep breath, open your heart and your mind. See, we could love to say our heart's open. If your mind's not open, what good does it do for your heart to be open? I mean, if our mind is still going to hold on to all the old stuff and not change. But he's coming to say, I've called you guys to be a very expressive group of people. The word suggests a renovation. I'd like to say to you that God is using certain houses in this region to renovate Christianity. I hope you're not offended by that. But anything that makes it about Sunday morning and sitting in a pew needs renovation. I mean, Jesus didn't just stay at the synagogue. (laughs) I'm just saying, he went to the open field. He went to the open field. And he said some pretty strong things about those who just stayed at the synagogue. Renovation, restoration, transformation. I wish I had just one penny for every time in the past two years that Pastor Gavin has used the word transformation. (laughs) We could probably pay off that building. Seriously, transformation, the new birth, this seed is a transformational truth. It will cause you to think like God. (laughs) I'm going to have a drink on that one. (laughs) We laugh, but that's the truth. The word of God says, let this mind be in you, which was also In Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be considered equal with God, but he laid down his life. He laid it down. He laid down his crazy thoughts. If you think Jesus never had a crazy thought, then he couldn't be our high priest. He was human, but he always took his crazy thoughts to God. I'm sure he was disappointed. I'm sure he was discouraged at times. I'm sure he was tempted. I'm sure he had thoughts at times. Well, we know it's recorded in scripture that in Gethsemane on his face, he says, if this cup could pass for me, he's basically saying, if we could do it another way, because I'm not really wanting to do it like this. However, not my will, but your will be done. So he is a very loving, kind high priest. And so he's, by the word, inspired those who wrote this scripture To tell us to let our minds be made new, transformed. It also will change a heart and a life. All of this is done by the Holy Spirit with the word. I loved when we were singing today the song, um, even when I don't, can't feel it, even when I can't see it, you're working, you're working. Even when I feel crazy, because I can add that to my own version at home. When I'm crazy and I'm thinking way outside how you've called me, you're still working in me because even the fact that I know that I'm thinking outside how you've called me proves he's working. Because if he wasn't working in me, I'd say, I don't need this Jesus. And I would have been gone more than a few years ago. However, 
Because I've told you guys before, I would never have chosen public ministry. What makes you fearless is God. What causes you to love people is once you start loving God and you spend time with God, you can only love people more. When you see his heart for humanity, you know his heart for you, you start to care. A few nervous things in my stomach is worth it to have the privilege to get up here on a Sunday morning and tell you, God is calling you. And I can say calling living faith, but I could look each one of you in the face and say, what are you doing with your brain cells? Are you letting that word change your fear? Are you letting that word stand against intimidation? Are you letting that word stand against pride? You can say, ouch. I'm saying, ouch. I'm standing up here being so honest. I love that I'm called. However, I don't love always how I'm called. I haven't loved this past year. However, God is speaking to us because his plan did not stop or change. So casual thinking causes us to stay in our old perspectives. Oh, wow, that clock. Bless your heart, Pastor Kevin. <laughs> I will not be intimidated in my thinking right now. Casual thinking causes us to stay in our old perspectives of who we are and what God is doing in our lives and in our church. Watch out for old perspectives right now. You might not recognize the move that we sit in as a family every single week, every single day, that even when we leave each other's presence, we're called together in a move in this region. Proverbs 23.7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The Passion Translation says, as he thinks within himself. So I'm just throwing the question out. How are you thinking inside yourself? This can mean privately on a continual basis. That word thinks is um, the Hebrew word sha'ar. It means to split or to open. Thoughts split into your existence. They'll split your brain. James said that if you're a man of two minds, you have trouble receiving from God. No condemnation, but if you're having trouble receiving from God, maybe you're thinking in two patterns. It's confusing, right? It's to estimate or think from its origin. It's a sense or perception of something. If darkness comes into our existence, into our thought life, you can feel darkness. It feels gross. It feels icky. It's, it's a deterrent. If light comes in, you feel hope. You feel as though, I think I might make it. This also, this word means an opening like a door or a gate. What, what do we give access on a daily basis? What do we give access to our lives? When we think, we will act accordingly. So this thinking at its core is the opening or access to us and our lives. Yikes. Thinking was never meant to be casual or haphazard. It's a covenantal action meant to be guided, directed by God, directed by truth. If you don't get anything else today from what I'm saying, get that. Your thoughts need to be guided by God. When they're creepy, you can know that didn't come from the heavenly realm. That didn't come from God. 
That didn't come from my father. If it makes you feel less than, debilitated, makes you feel hopeless, makes you feel sad, makes you feel like you're worthless, didn't come from God. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep or guard your hearts. That's our interior. Because all the issues of life, all the issues of life come out of that central place. So it stands that it's very important how we think, right? It's very important. Pastor Gavin brings messages to us every Sunday. He doesn't just pull them off the top of his head. (laughs) He spends time with God. He's busy. He has a beautiful family, and they're busy, which makes him doubly busy. But he seeks God, and then God speaks to us. Do we believe that? If you have something that militates against the fact that your pastor each Sunday is bringing you a message from God, you need to get your thoughts captive. Because if he's brought you to this household, this is a father figure now in our household who feeds us and leads us and guides us. Of course, God guides us. But anybody that says, well, I just want to be guided by God, but you won't hear a human, you're not guided by God. I mean, I'm going to just take that back to parental oversight in the home. If kids didn't need to hear from somebody else, why did God give them to somebody older? Just saying. Cheers, Jesus. That word guard is natsar, and it means to protect and maintain. I'm encouraging you, living faith, maintain your thought life. Guard it. The word guard is also used in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And then that, that word is a different word. It's a Greek word, and it's a military term that gives the picture of a sentry standing guard. A sentry. You see, when I said God has built us fearfully and wonderfully and he's called us and and birthed us with supernatural, incorruptible seed and then built us to receive that seed, you are literally the ground of God made to receive his seed. He says, I'll give you the truth in such a way that in the midst of everything that's going on in this world, that word will sit like a sentry. Paul referred to it in one place of scripture, the helmet of salvation. That's not some religious garb that you put on in order to avoid being drawn out of Christianity. That's literally the saving power of the heavenly father. He said, I will give you the sentry, the powerful spirit of the word that will guard your mindset. And then I will literally allow you to think like me. Living faith, we're going to think like him. You see, we have the power, and many of you are already thinking like him. When you go out there, when you go to work, wherever you go, and you think like him, you're injecting incorruptible seed. You're releasing truth. It's wonderful to be evangelistic, but you realize that every moment of every day of our life should be evangelistic. Not taking people to Romans Road and saying, sit down, let's pray, but releasing real life. Releasing the seed that will become the covering over those lives until they come to the awareness of what God is doing in their lives. Sometimes church people look so much for the church, for the church God out there, they think he's not out there working. Stop looking for the church God. Look for the heavenly father that loves human beings and doesn't prejudge them. But he goes after them. He goes after them through us. A couple of weeks ago, uh, Pastor Gavin taught a message and 
part of it that particularly impacted me was the um, part, and I believe he used Galatians 4, it's the scripture that I'm using today, was an heir, when an heir is a child, the word that was used in Galatians 4, 1 was nepios, and it's a, a child that actually is the owner of everything, has huge wealth, huge um, material possession, but doesn't know how to handle it yet. I think the church and the earth is so wealthy, so wealthy. And in this house, with all of the teaching of this word, our minds are Fort Knox, the word of God that we have. It's like Fort Knox. And God wants us to trust him, go to him. How do you want me to use it, Father God? Because people out there aren't going to hear me the way church people can hear me. So how will I use it out there? How will I be the reborn offspring of God? Are you all with me? Hold tight. Here's my final scripture, Matthew 12, 34. And Jesus was talking to the church people of his day, if you will. And he was talking about what comes out of a life. He said, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So I bring this aspect of our minds, our mindsets, and the rebirthing that can happen continually in relationship with God because whatever is happening inside of here is going to manifest in some fashion out here. The exciting thing about that is when this word resides inside of our minds and we keep saying, Father, I'm really grappling here. You see, if you're grappling, I don't want you to feel condemned or like you just, you can't go where I'm talking today. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because he's a savior. He's a comforter. He's a guide. He's a rescuer. I wish, too, that I had a coin for every moment he's rescued me and still rescues me. This morning, I think there's something about whoever preaches on Sunday doesn't rest well on On Saturday night, Pastor Gavin talks about that a lot. But when something is in you and you're excited, I was so excited. And so this morning I was like, gosh, Lord. And so I could have had all kinds of thoughts. In fact, my mind tried to go certain places, but I'm like, no, no, no. I have something to share with my family. I'm not going those places. You see, we all have crazy thinking. Crazy thinking is in the atmosphere, in the earth. We live in an information age. And the thing with the truth of this word is we live in an information age where you can pick up anybody's message at any moment on YouTube or Spotify or or all of the, the podcasts. You can get this word taught to you any time of the night or day, and you can eat that food. That doesn't mean it's the food you should be eating. No condemnation? Take a deep breath and eat. Don't, like, even try to overstuff yourself. You know, it's almost like with the YouTube, it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet. I'm just going to stuff myself. I'm going to eat every cool message from every cool house. And sometimes you can feel like so fat, like, like fat, like it's clogging my spiritual arteries. What are you saying to me, Father God, inside of this household? Not inside this household to stay in this household, but inside this household to explode from this household. Because I'm going to tell you what, home cooking... Yes, I'm prejudiced. But I do feel home cooking is the best. If you eat at a restaurant every single night, 
you will have clogged arteries and possibly all kinds of other issues with food. And I, you know, this is not in my notes, but I'm saying this only because I love different messages too. But when I'm in a specific place and there's a move happening in our house, I say, Father, what do I listen to that actually supports my part in the house of origin that I'm in right now? And I would encourage you, living faith, be wise. Because your mindset can go all over the place and get so excited with everything God is doing in the earth because all of these beautiful houses have things going on. But that doesn't mean it will zero me down to the path where I'm putting one foot in front of the other with what God has called me to. He's called us living faith. He has called us to be an expression in Northern Virginia. Pastor Barry would say, again, if we had a coin for every time he said, Northern Virginia shall be saved. That was more than a phrase to him. That was something deep inside his gut that actually gave him the nerve to pick up his family, travel 10,000 miles, and start a church in the Bible Belt. Come on, guys. We got more churches than 7-Elevens and grocery stores. Did we need another church? I'm just saying. I'm just saying from my gut. Because as a house, we're called. As a house, we have a word. We have a message. We have the truth of the mindset of God that he loves people. That he is for people. That he wants your success. And everybody who you meet out there, he wants them to be successful too. 